The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn presents... Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I am a DEI thought leader and a LinkedIn top voice, and I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available on Amazon to pre-order right now. And Mita and I started Roundtable Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. And what we do here at the table is we unpack. We unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we will share some tips at the end on not how to survive, but how to thrive in organizations, wherever you are. All right. So Mita, my friend, what are we talking about on today's show? So on today's show, Dee, I wanted to talk about how to regain your confidence after a layoff, how to regain your confidence after a layoff. We are going to spill some tea, share some stories, leave some tips at the end. Dee, it's a really tough market right now. More and more I'm hearing friends, colleagues, former colleagues who are being laid off, moving on. And it's a really tough time. And I know we've talked about layoffs before on the podcast, but I really wanted to talk about this idea of like, what do you do when your confidence is shattered? And I've been there. I've lost my job twice. And it's so hard to then start interviewing. Yeah. Or I have two thoughts. And I think my first response is, it's hard to start interviewing. Well depending on your need, like if you really need to keep going, if you really have to keep going, then don't stop interviewing and talking. Just keep going. Just keep going. That's one theory, just to keep going. Because when you pause, then I think that there's the energy to get back in and to have conversations is harder. But I think if you keep having conversations and the conversations may not be immediately job interviews, but they're probably more like exploratory. So for instance, it's immediately if you lose your job and you know you got to find work. Okay, immediately your, your job day one is to start looking for a job and to have exploratory conversations which are like job interviews where you are, right? So I think that's one theory. Now, that's not my preferred way. I always encourage people to pause, to take time, to take time out and pause and really reflect. I feel like we've talked about this on other shows before, but you really want to f- reflect on the previous job, the previous role, the previous season, and do the work of downloading that. And then that is how I think you regain the momentum, and then that kicks off the confidence to then go out again. So those are my initial thoughts about this topic. Yeah. So what I struggle with is if you have been let go and your confidence is rocked and you need that other job, 
you need the paycheck for whatever reason. You don't have the time to pause. That was my scenario one. Yep, that's it. You don't have the time to do the, do the intake and take the time to grieve and self-reflect. You actually have to do it concurrently. And that's the tough part because you have to do it concurrently. And the thing that I found difficult, D, is I've lost my job twice. The first time I dove right back in, everyone, I need a job. I told everybody. And the second time I was very quiet about it. I was very embarrassed that I had been let go. But if you don't ask for help, how are you going to find a job? You've got to really rally your whole community behind you and ask for help. And so that's the tough part. The tough part is if you are embarrassed and you can't get over that embarrassment, which I know many people feel, the confidence, then it's like, I know I'm not getting my next job off of LinkedIn, no offense, LinkedIn, or Indeed, right? Like it is from the networks where we get some of the most exciting assignments. It's from people who know us well. And so that's where I struggle for folks if their confidence is so rocked that they won't be asking for help. And I've certainly been there. I have been there. Yeah. And I think in that instance, there's something about sharing it. There's something about sharing, you know, I'm having a tough time right now that is, I don't know, it releases a break. And so I've seen a couple great examples of people who dealt with that shame and embarrassment and then shared it publicly and it converted big. I'm like, really? Yeah. You're surprised by that? Yeah. There's two people, at least two people I could think of right now. One is a high level executive and she promoted up. She got fired and she shared it publicly and she got president CEO. And then the other one is an entrepreneur. She's on LinkedIn. I forget her name, but she's really, she's always talking about when she got fired. And so you have two examples of one who got fired from a job and there's an entrepreneur and the other that got fired from a high level role, a very, a very public promotion, a very public transition. And then she got fired and baby, that conversion of she's talked about her shame. She talked about embarrassment. She did take time, but the come up, I think because she talked about it, part of the healing was, and the therapy was talking publicly and got the biggest promotion. But I think there's the fear that if I talk about it, I won't get, I'm less employable. And what you're sharing is two examples of the exact opposite, but that is the fear that, oh, I was let go. So I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not employable. No one will ever want me again. The inner critic, as my friend Wendy Leshgold from Fast Forward taught me, it's like the, the voice inside you that doesn't stop saying all the negative things that holds us back and chips away at our confidence. Yeah. The teachable moment here is to process and reframe the narrative. So, right, what you just said is there's still the shame of, oh, I got fired or I got let go. Well, okay, let's let's deal with that. That's the thing. Okay, well, first of all, it's not personal. So let's process this. Let's download. It's not personal. Everybody getting let go. It's not always personal. It's business. Is There's a rare instance that it's personal, that the person who you report to has the power. I mean, it does happen. It does happen, especially for us. It does happen. But a majority of the time, there's already a business decision to downsize or let go or whatever. So let's go on that because the other side won't serve us. So let's just say 
you got let go. Let's just process it, download, and you can own your story and rewrite the story and let the people know. So last job, when they ask about the transition, just talk about whether it was a restructure, whether it was not a right fit, talk about whether or not there was a decision, a mutual decision perhaps, of you were complete, right? A lot of people being fired right now or let go, listen, let me let me help you out. Come, everybody come in, come, 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 come in. You were complete, you're complete at that job, okay? You were complete, your time was up, all right? You're complete, your time was up. You had already given what you could give or there was nothing more for you to do and give and they were no longer serving. Y'all weren't serving each other. And so because I am a woman of faith, I'm always believing that your next role is gonna be your best role. It is the next level. So you were complete. I had a friend, a colleague who had a difficult transition and he was so shocked when he told me about the transition. I said, well, congratulations, congratulations. You know why? He didn't have another opportunity. I said, cause you just got promoted because I want you all to think about it, me to think about it. All of your jobs, the next one has always been a better one or typically been a better one, right? It's typically been better. So I think my point I was trying to make here is Download, process the story and tell, you know, reframe your narrative so that you can comfortably talk about the story in a way that is helpful for you, because that is what the others do. And where I have seen this done successfully is is dealing with this issue of how do I talk about that I lost my job because that's the part that's connected to the confidence or lack thereof. I love that. I love that. Own the layoff, own the narrative. Own the so narrative. you move past it and regain the confidence. And as you said, this is the Brown Table Talk. We are here to serve women of color and to support allies on their journey. Here's what I need to say out loud. There is a different bar, a different standard for when you and I interview. There is a different standard. And so that's what I want to talk about is because when I haven't shown up with confidence, there's a different standard. It is what it is. I need to be smiling. I need to bring the energy. I need to level up in those conversations. Now, what happens when I get the job and how I show up is different? People need to adjust to the fact that I don't smile on demand. My energy doesn't always match. (laughs) It's like the Joker do, right? But in the interview process, That's the game we have to play. So the energy, so this is what I want. This is what's so important is that just rewind, as Dee said, own the narrative so you take your confidence back. Don't let them take your confidence. But then also the energy has to be there in the interview because they're watching for it. We're at a different level. I love this idea because I think that's a breakthrough. If you can just come to terms with you are complete congratulations, you're headed for the next best chapter. This happened for a reason. You've come to terms with it, the confidence comes back. The other piece I recommend is journaling. Process the grief as you're interviewing, whatever you need to do to get rid of that energy. If you need to write a dear ex-boss letter and burn it or throw it out, whatever you need to do, do it. And then just continue to stay. For me, it was like mentally and physically ready. So I was exercising every day. I was doing all the things just to be ready and build the confidence back for those interview moments that mattered. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I realized how 
difficult it is right now or how, I, I guess how folks are really struggling with this to the level right now. I don't think I really realize it unless maybe they're, I don't know, are they new folks to the workplace or folks who have been in a role for a long period of time or maybe folks who were maybe blindsided? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and maybe I said, okay, then, okay, then I, I think I there's it. those. But I also think, D, if you think about what's happened since the global pandemic, I don't remember the last three years, <laughs> it has been all smushed together. There have been so many layoffs and restructuring. And so for some people I know, they have been let go multiple times in the last three years, maybe two or three times because the startup because a startup lost funding. Cash is tough right now to be fundraising, right? Startup closed, company overhired. We've seen that in tech. Big tech has really overhired. They're trying to course correct. And so somebody could have been, I would say, a casualty of the marketplace dynamics more than once in the last three years. And so then it's like a double whammy to your confidence. And I love the point of like, you were blindsided, you didn't see it coming. Go listen to our past episodes. We talk about that a lot. Look up, really be attuned to what's happening in your office and the politics and marketplace dynamics so you're not blindsided. And then also, if you have been somewhere, and I have seen, and you know, these are many of your, many of your clients, is that if you have been in the same job for 30 years and that happens, oof, that's another another journey, right? You've seen that with your clients. Yeah. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Lars Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. Yeah. So then I will add to this in terms of how do you rebuild your confidence for interviewing? Because you're right, you need the confidence to engage, right? We talked about energy and and your sellable or your unique serving proposition, unique selling proposition when you're on the other side of the Zoom interviewing will increase as your confidence increases. Now, what I believe is another way to build your confidence after is, and I've talked about this on other shows, it's finding your identity. So finding out who you are, removed from everything external. One of the challenges I think that people have, not in the scenario of lost your job in the last three years, maybe two or three times, not that, but for the person who has had a job for a long time, 10, 20 years, although I don't even know if that's possible anymore, finding your identity outside of the role and the employer is a way to build confidence. I'm just going to say that. Finding your identity is the work that you can do so that when you do get the opportunities, you're solid and anchored because you know who you are. You're not attaching yourself to any 
employer, brand, or title, or position. So I think that's a way. Another way is to find another way to give of your time and your talent. Because if you're serving in other spaces, I know somebody is like, D, I don't have time. I need a job. But I'm telling you, if the issue is regaining confidence, know that they're serving proposition and a value proposition in, you know, can you find another place in the interim, right, to volunteer and give of your time? Now, we could do a whole show on volunteering and giving of your time has significant high ROI from an employer, from a branding perspective, from a networking perspective, from a building social capital. I mean, it's rich, but that's another way to build confidence. And then the, the another way, last thing before, let's see, we're not at tips yet, but another thing, can I really encourage folks to think about building your confidence when you build your bank account? That's what it is. It's people's confidence you like. When you, I'm telling you, part of the lack of confidence is some of it is because I was let go. So there's feelings of rejection, right? We feel rejected or we feel it's personal or we start to make up stories in our head about, oh, they didn't like me. Oh, I didn't do this. Oh, I didn't do that. And let's just take that off the table. The only time that you want to allow that conversation is when you're processing and you are downloading from that job, which is an assignment that you do from every role. But once you're out of that, you don't get to question your worth and your value and did they like me and all this, like just throw that off the table. But it's because your bank account is attached to the role. And so the lack of confidence, it's compounding with emotions, but also reality If wait, how am I going to provide? And so my last thing I will say is when you can increase your personal bottom line, your bank account, that is a way to rebuild your confidence. So whether it is a side hustle, and I know a lot of people listening don't even have that as a concept because you are nine to five. And I think that's fair. I think there are some people that are wired in a way that they are entrepreneurs and then other people are not. Both are of equal value. There's no better worse. You're not better because you had a job. You're not necessarily better because you run your own business. But I will say the way to regain confidence, because that's what we're talking about, right? If you're taking notes, we're just talking about how do you regain confidence after you've been let go? Find a side hustle or find a job where you invest and produce from your own supply. Wait, wait, wait. I feel like that was a rap lyric there. Wait, hold on. That's amazing. Are we done? Should we close the episode? That's a wrap. But how you can convert. So for instance, actually, I got a shame, a personal privilege. I'm going to use you as an example, Mita. You have a job, but guess what? You have a book. All you have to do is sell hundreds of copies, thousands of copies. It's a whole brand. It's a whole machine. There is a book. You are no longer held in bondage or handcuffs to a brand, even though the brand is good and great, but your book is what I'm talking about here, right? So how do people build their confidence? Your confidence is not just wrapped up in your employer. If, you know, God forbid you, I mean, you wouldn't, but you were let go tomorrow, right? You've got a whole 
grand, which is another episode. And that helps boost, I imagine, your confidence. By the way, everybody, the book is called Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, right? This is an example. It is available online, Amazon, do the math. So do you see how if I am an author of a book and I'm not, and, and please don't feel, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and I don't want you to step into comparison of what Mita or what I do. I run, I'm a free agent, right? I run a high growth agency where boutique leadership development, diversity, equity, and inclusion practice, diverse and engaged.com. That's what I do. So I'm not in the position but I have coached and I do coach on this very topic. So, but I'm going to pause there. Mita, what do you think about, or what are you hearing from what I'm sharing? So I love the finding who you are and volunteering and spending time in your community as you are on the job search and regaining your confidence. I've done that a number of times, volunteering for a soup kitchen when I was first let go and I didn't have children. So I had much more time. I also started tutoring middle school girls, anything I could do. And it just filled me up in a different sort of way. And what you said resonated so much because I shared this on LinkedIn. After my two layoffs, here's what I realized. My job would no longer be my single source of happiness. Let me say that again. I would never allow my job to be my single source of happiness. Of course, my job brings me happiness. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. But it can't be your single source. You cannot be tied to and identify solely by the last promotion, the last pay raise, that title. Because when that happens, that's when it's such a devastating loss. You feel like you've lost yourself. Let's be clear. Forget the confidence. You were the chief marketing officer. That was your title. You were the chief financial officer. That title was who you were. And so when that goes away, you're left with who am I? So it's more than the lack of confidence. It's the identity crisis, I think, D, as you're getting at. That's the bigger, the bigger piece to solve. That's it. I love that our two sides of this coin is your frame. I love the frame of job can't be single source of happiness as the motivation. And on the other side of the coin, as you just mentioned, what I'm saying is identity, right? It's attached, it's your role, the lack of confidence or the jab or the hit that you just took was, it really was a jab to your identity. And so in my head, Mina, I'm thinking about the other course that I have, Beyond the Badge, it's called Beyond the Badge. And who are you removed from everything external? So who are you removed from the job right? And what happens when the rug is pulled out from under you and the rug is the stability, the stable thing. And so if everybody imagining right now, I know you're listening, but just imagine like the rug, like we're holding onto the bottom of the edges of the rug and you're standing on it or somebody is standing and then, or you're standing and somebody yanks it. And so the rug is pulled out. The rug is the job. It's the stability or it's the identifier, the thing and the place where you have your identity. And so what do you do? And what do you do to prevent it next time? Again, 
it's really an identity search. It's self-discovery. I promise you I'm going to do either I got to do the course or I just have to freaking write the book. Like I just have to finish the book. Let me, I want to be a guest. I want to be a guest speaker in your course. I want to okay, yes. be there. Okay. You know what, Lisa? We're going to have to do this. This is good because you know what? This identity, we're going to go into that. That We're going to add that to another show. It's identity. It's identity. But you know what? So if I do get laid off tomorrow, and I hope I don't, but if I do, I have so many other things in my life that I draw confidence from. And so now I'm in a different place. And so if we all can get there to think, why is my confidence shattered? My confidence was shattered twice. And I wondered why. And it's because my job was who I was. My job was my identity. And once you can start to think, well, no, it's just a piece of my identity. Like being a podcaster is a piece. Being a mom is a piece. Being a friend is a piece. For you, being a CEO and badass executive, it's a piece. Being a leader in your church community, a piece. Like these are all pieces of you. They all make you, but it's not that. So then those other things will lift you up when you are in the middle of your job search. Ooh, D, this was good. I hope it helped someone listening today. I know it's a tough market. Like DC Marshall says, congratulations, you have been promoted. And please, somebody tagged me. They found a new job, D. It was lovely. Please, we want to hear. Tag us. Shout out on LinkedIn as you're looking. We want to hear. We want to celebrate you as you are finding your next opportunity. It's waiting for you. You just haven't found it yet. It's waiting for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is good. All right. So we're going to go we're to gonna tips. We're going to tips. Okay, D. here we are at the close of today's conversation. We were talking about how to regain your confidence after a layoff. And here we are at the tips, my friend. I'm going to hand it over to you for one and two. All right. So for our tips, and I am going to share on browntabletalkpodcast.com. Number one is download and process. So always after the job, remember that when and if you can, we are sensitive to not everybody can, but if you have a window of time, download your past job, your past experience, and just process everything that comes up as well as the good and great things that came as a result. And then tip number two, what do you do to regain confidence? Try serving, volunteering. Find a place where you can give of your time and your talent to serve in the gap. And that gets you up and active and serving and giving, which is a beautiful posture to then receive, be ready, and also feel good about who you are and what you're doing. All right. And so now to tip number three, Mita. Tip number three, D. Our jobs will no longer be our single source of happiness. Our jobs will no longer be our single source of happiness. Thank you all for being here and listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with someone who needs to hear it today. We are all rooting for you and so excited, as Dee said, that you have been promoted. Congratulations. We want to hear about your next opportunities. Please go and review and subscribe to the Brown Table Talk podcast, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www. 
roundtabletalkpodcast.com. Roundtable Talk Podcast.